Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about another great episode of NXT last night. Great opening match, and of course we have new women tag team champions. Also, we talk a little bit more and get Tommy's perspective of the A&E Randy Savage biography. And as always on a Wednesday, we talk to owner and president of AEW just before Blood and Guts on AEW Dynamite tonight, the one and only Tony Khan right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Let's get into NXT from last night because top to bottom, awesome show. The match that started it, we were lucky enough to have Isaiah Swerve Scott on the show this week. Uh, That match with Leon Ruff was fantastic. And, of course, that tag team championship main event match. I mean, NXT consistently very good to great. Not even good. Consistently very good to great each and every Tuesday night, Tommy. I enjoyed the show. I know we'll break it down a lot more uh, throughout the next three hours. Uh, Exactly what you said I love the character builds. I love the slow build for for some people. The matches are excellent. The entrances are like you're watching a human video game. And uh, there's just overall, like, get you thinking about who's coming in next. There's there's a lot of uh, scuttlebutt of what this person could be. They, they really do take their time in, in creating a lot of their great stories. And I think that's why... You know, they have such a strong fan base with uh, the NXT brand and everybody loving when wrestlers are NXT as opposed to when they go somewhere else. Yeah, and and listen, we had Isaiah Swerve Scott on. I've been talking about him for months and months. Like, when is he going to get his opportunity? When is he going to get his chance? He talked to us about, hey, they gave him the freedom, Tommy, to do those vignettes. You know, people work with him to put it together, but that was really off the top of his head. And... We always talk about it. When you give pro wrestlers the freedom to be creative, they are going to put a product out there that people are going to get emotionally attached to. Isaiah Swerve Scott has been able to do that inside and outside the ring. And listen, he won the match. He won it with help. He's the heel. He he won the match, but Leon Ruff, I thought, definitely got over in that contest to start NXT last night. And man, isn't it great when you come out of a match and both guys look strong? 
Absolutely. And it was something that helped make both guys. It then established uh, him to have a group. Cause I sat, sat there and I said, why is a guy from A&E treasures coming out and helping him? Um, but then that little walkthrough at the end, I was like, Oh, he's got an entourage. He's got a yep. posse and yes, made him a bigger star and also surrounded him. I, I hope they're all wrestlers. Um, I know the one guy's trained to be a wrestler. I don't know the other two people. Um, but you know, Hey, the baby face also got sympathy. And if you also think about it, you know, when we always talk about moments and we talk about um, amazing matches. And if you go back and watch that match, cause trust me, I'm on this kick when you do something so great and they give you an instant replay because that moment was so big. There was like four to five instant replays in one match on top of then showing the finish. When you have do something so spectacular that people who are editing live on the truck said, oh, my God, that looks amazing. And they've been doing this for a long, long time and they have to show those clips. You think about that and you're think about how great that match truly was for for both guys. Yeah, and it was a false count anywhere match. And for for the fans that don't know Isaiah Swerve Scott and his history, when he was Shane Strickland on the indie scene, I mean, the guy was a master in the ring. But towards the end of his indie run, Tommy, dude, he started doing stuff that weren't what you would expect from a Shane Strickland. A lot of like even shall I say death matches near the end of his indie run. That guy went out there and was able to do every type of, of match. So a lot of people online were like, man, this is great. Cause this is out of Isaiah Swerve Scott's wheelhouse. It really isn't. This guy could do just about anything inside and outside the ring. And I thought he proved that last night in that opening con- again, opening contest on NXT last night. Absolutely. He's got that big ass scar on his body to prove it. Hey, I wrestled him uh, on the indies before he went to WWE. I used him in my own wrestling company, House of Hardcore. He always delivered and he's delivering more. And that comes with more reps, more seasoning. He, He has his own uniqueness about him. He has the potential and he has to to be a bigger star. And last night was a major step towards that being a bigger star. And I like the fact that they're not hot shotting Leon Ruff. I have a feeling if if Leon Ruff was on the main roster, either he would be forgotten or they would throw him in to a picture that he wasn't ready for. I like the fact that he's the underdog and he's wrestling like the underdog. He's not he's not winning matches, but he's he's showing heart in these matches. That's how you're going to get behind him. That's how he's going to gain sympathy. And that's how he's going to gain a big fan base. And I I tell you, even after last night in that loss, I'm a bigger Leon rough fan today than I was yesterday. I agree. 1000%. And there's very few people who know how to be and wrestle from underneath or wrestle as an underdog. He will be an underdog his entire life. And that will be his, credit and that will be look at Rey Mysterio the ultimate underdog um, back in the day and it's funny you say this because I'll use this reference later but you look at the one two three kid yep. uh, uh, up and, and he, for a lot of people if you ever met him you're, you're surprised how big he is I mean height wise but he worked that style as an underdog until what he turned heel and then he was this brash punk who would 
hit you with strikes. I mean, he, he had an amazing character change, but that also came with reps and all that stuff. But he worked the underdog gimmick for a man his size just because he was thinner. But, I mean, hell, he got over. Yeah, he de- he definitely did. Top to bottom, great NXT. Uh, L.A. Knight now getting on a bit of a win streak. It, a bit of a rough start with NXT, but that has completely changed. One of my favorite characters, not just in NXT, but maybe all of pro wrestling, Tommy, is Cameron Grimes. And, you know, just the way that whole character has developed. I, I'm a big fan. And listen, I wasn't a big fan of his at first. But he has won me over in a big way, and I kind of re- he kind of reminds me, and I've talked to you about this before, like a Jimmy Boogie wo- Woogie Man Valiant, like maybe not a main event talent, but a, the type of talent that's definitely going to be a main attraction on this show. He found a good gimmick, and he he would have just been a regular guy who's just a good wrestler, but mm-hmm. now not only is he a good wrestler, but he's also got a good gimmick. And that's where you can make money with somebody. And he has something to him, this uh, intangible factor. I, I'm, a, I'm worried about one little thing that they're doing with the whole Ted DiBiase thing, which is great. But, okay, we've now seen it two weeks in a row. If we continue to see it, where is there a payoff? There is no payoff because DiBiase is not going to wrestle Cameron Grimes. So... I would come back to it because just even how he says, you know, I hate Ted DiBiase. You could do like the Ron Simmons damn forever with him. It's just you need not to push it the way they're pushing with Ted DiBiase because it literally looks like they're looking, working towards a feud with Ted DiBiase versus Cameron Grimes. You can't do stuff like that each and every week because eventually you want to see a payoff unless his son's coming back. Hey, you know what? And I would love to see his son come back because he was a great wrestler and underappreciated. But, Tommy, I agree with you. And you know how much I love Ted DiBiase. We had Ted DiBiase on our territory show when we were talking about Mid-South wrestling. And he's one of the all-time greats, WWE Hall of Famer. I think it would have been cool for like a one-off. But the continuation of it is dangerous. And I don't think it's needed. I think Cameron Grimes, if you wanted to do that early on with Ted DiBiase, maybe I would agree. But Cameron Grimes is already over with his character. I don't think you need Ted DiBiase right now. If I would have uh, been booking that, done the same exact thing, even if you're going to use DiBiase, great. And I'd have him stop like, hey, you know, what are you doing here? And be like, oh, no, no, this isn't my party. And the other side of the limo, I would have had JBL walk out of it because JBL is another person who had, and his limo was a big part of his act. And JBL was another guy who had millions of dollars and went that way. And he'd be like, what's up, kid? And just like, you know, left him past the line. I would have also, I know it's uh, different, but I would have had some fans standing outside and, you know, him cutting the line and acting like he's all hot shot. Then he gets stopped. It's a lot more things you could have done. But again, you just got to be careful because there is no payoff because unfortunately Ted can't wrestle anymore. I wish he could because he is one of the best. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple podcast we have new 
NXT Women Tag Team Champions. And it's the way Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. What did you think of the matchup last night? I loved it. The women beat the crap out of each other. There was some amazing, amazing high-risk spots. It was everything a, I want to say, a hardcore match should be. I love the finish um, from the big dive, uh, the ladder spots. Everything was great. They, they, the timing of it, the positioning of it, the baby faces fire, the heat of it, and that finish looked brutal on that chair. Yeah. The ladies killed it in that main event. It was awesome. Yeah, and and the way like you know, th- they have a big future. Now let me explain. They would be great heel tag team champions and baby face tag teams chasing them for the championships or you know what at some point you could probably turn the way because they would be great baby faces too because they're so damn funny and entertaining i can see them going that boy there's a tremendous upside tommy with the way big time um big big time i would keep them around forever because they're also main eventers in their own right uh Mm -hmm. together as a group they're phenomenal and yes, exactly what you said. They can go either way. Um, when they're heels, they get heat. When they're baby faces, they can get uh, people very, very much behind them. And again, they're all very, very good wrestlers. All right, Tommy, let's go early because we got a lot of guests. Let's go to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go to our good friend, Izzy, in Orlando. What's going on, Izzy? Good morning. Tommy and Dave, how are you guys? Izzy Great, is, thanks. you know, the ban has obviously been lifted. You took your punishment. The ban has? You took your punishment, so I give you all the credit in the world, Izzy, and it's good to have you back. Thank you. It feels great to be back, Dave. Now, Dave, I just got to say, I am so proud of you from Sunday. You did such a great job. But I'm just going to say something. I'm not trying to start anything, but behind every great man, there is a great woman. Sure, Thunder Rosa put you over. But I put you over as well. I just want you to think of that. But, Dave, like I said, I am extremely proud of you. You did amazing on Saturday. Legit, I am so proud of you. Uh, I'll just say this, Izzy, because a lot has been made between my feud with uh, Thunder Rosa. It's not over. She still needs to give me it's an apology. Over. I walked out on my own two feet. She did, She needs, still needs – she has to say four words. Thank you for the big house, the record-breaking house that they got, and then she needs to apologize. I'm sorry. But, man, and and Tommy obviously knows this, and, and I addressed the entire roster at the end of that night. I, I don't know how – this profession does what they do to put their bodies on the line each and every night, the travel that they have to go through. I just peeked in there for a couple of days, uh, all the respect to every, every woman that's a part of that roster for mission pro wrestling and all respect for every single wrestler that has ever stepped into a ring, which I am not one of, believe me, I am not a worker. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not any of that, but you know, I just took an ass kicking from one of the best women's wrestlers out there. So all respect to everybody that is a part of this great profession. But go ahead, Izzy. Yes, and you you looked like a worker on Saturday, but I got to say, I'm not. NXT... I am not a worker, believe me. <laughs> but I got to say, NXT last night, it was pretty good. Definitely better than last week because last pretty week. Good, is he a, pretty good, Izzy. Pretty good? That was a damn good show good. last night. Is Pretty good. Me and my parents, we were talking about it in the car last night, but old NXT, we felt like the best wrestling ever. So, like, 
I got high expectations. No offense to NXT, but it was it was good. I'll give it that. I will say one of my favorite parts about the night uh, about the night was Raquel and Mercedes. I love their promo. It got you hyped for next week next week's match, which I really love about NXT when they do that, and that's kind of what they did back in the day. And it was it felt nostalgic. I also loved uh, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Champa and Thatcher. I just loved how Champa was interacting with the crowd. And I feel like you rarely see that with the younger talent. I will say Leon Russ does that a lot. But Champa, he was just interacting with us. He literally looked to the crowd and said, I love you. I, I felt the love. And then finally, the tag titles. I'm excited for Indian Candice. I feel like it's about time that they put the titles on them. Um, I will say this is going to give Indy a lot of credit because she's going to kind of be the next big thing to step up to Raquel. And it also clears up some space for Shotzi and Ember to, like, step up to Raquel Gonzalez as well. But overall, like I said, uh, NXT was pretty good. I'm excited for AEW as well tonight. But... You know, Good. Wednesday wars are over. And I'm excited to watch AEW. Uh, Izzy, awesome breakdown. I love the way you broke it down. Thank Let you. me ask you this. <laughs> Did you love the opening match? Uh, that's the tough thing because I never have been a fan when um, when matches, they go out to the bike and like backstage area because it kind of loses that connection. We're at a show. It's and nobody's going to wrestling shows. We're in a pandemic. And I really want that connection between the wrestling and the fans. And I really didn't feel like we got that between Swerve and Leon. Um, so that's why I wasn't like the biggest fan of the match. It was fun. It was, you know, it was your typical Falls Count Anywhere match. I am loving the whole stipulation matches for NXT. It's something to look forward to. But I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Okay. And I and I guess a big reason was because you were there and probably the audience at home yeah. thought differently. Izzy, and I, awesome and I'm call. Sure at home it was so much more different, but thank you so much, Dave. And and Izzy, are you going to be available to call in tomorrow? Because I want to get your take on Blood and Guts tonight for AEW Dynamite. I will be available. I will set my time to call in to bust it open tomorrow. All right. I love to hear it. Thank you, Izzy. Man, Tommy. <laughs> thank you. Izzy, you got it, Izzy. Is he tough critic? I thought, I mean, this wasn't a, a takeover. This was just a random NXT Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night. And man, pretty good. She gave it a pretty good last night. She also said you look like a good worker. So all her credibility was out the door with me. Just, <laughs> so I just, uh, I don't even know what she said. I was looking at my phone the entire time. So. I let it be said, Tommy, I am not a worker. I am not a wrestler. I'm not a performer. I am not any of those things. Yeah, no, I know. Listen, uh, I called you, we spoke, uh, and you were like, I called you that day, the d- day of, Mm-hmm. And you were just like, I'm so exhausted from the travel. I don't know how you guys did it. I Plus, I got in the ring and like I try to do this and that. It's so hard. I'm so exhausted. My day's just beginning. And I was like, Yeah, man. Normally, that would be you would fly in the day of, do everything, and then fly back out. Or if you're on the road with WWE, you find a gym first and you do all that stuff. But you got a nice education, which a lot of people don't ever get which for you also means you're respected even more, which is cool. And uh, Tommy, I have to say this, and I have done morning radio for almost 20 years. Okay. My body is used to getting up at 
4.30 in the morning to start my day when I used to commute into the city. Uh, for the first time ever, I overslept and slept through my alarm. That never, ever happens to me. <laughs> that happened to me Sunday morning. I get a phone call like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like I like literally just grabbed my suitcase and the entire flight home in the same clothes I wore the night before because I just passed out on the bed for two hours. Like I, I, and I've never done that. So that tells you, I mean, all respect to anyone that has ever stepped into the ring. I don't know how you do it in the ring, outside the ring, the travel and everything else, man. I, I, I don't know how you put your body up to that weekend and week out. So all due respect, my friend. Exhaustion does, uh, take its toll and will help you fall fast asleep. But when you have those <laughs> early ass morning flights, those are the worst. And uh, there have been times where it's also hard to come down from that high of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And when you're, but there's times this has happened more so now that I'm older, but I'll take a shower and literally sit on the edge of the bed and then all of a sudden my alarm goes off and I'm still like, my hair is wet and my towel is on. I just literally just passed out from exhaustion. Sit, sitting up, I, it's, it's unbelievable. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Back here on Busted Open, Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer. Bully and I talked about it yesterday. And obviously want to get Tommy's take when it comes to something like what we saw. And that is the A&E biography on Randy Macho Man Savage. I thought the Stone Cold Steve Austin one was fantastic. The Rowdy Roddy Piper one, amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, the, the one this past Sunday on Randy Savage, depressing, sad, a hit job, awful. Uh, and there was a lot of inaccuracies in it mm-hmm. um i was also very very confused slash disappointed with some of the people they chose to interview i don't know listen i, I get when it's a documentary about somebody's life if someone was still alive i don't know if they would want that per- people to be um interviewed you could talk about specific incidents but you can't go and say Randy was always Randy and then talk about literally next comments or comments before it be like, well, it was just me, Randy, my wife, and, uh, you know, all hanging out on the boat and they were great people. I mean, that was literally said like he was normal, but then he was Randy all the time. And it was like back to back. I don't know if you'd want to have somebody who was your enemy for a long, long time. You could talk about that for, um, a bit because it was real and it was part of it. And you could talk about that turmoil. You could talk about the money that they made, but I don't know if you want to have that as one of the main people um, talking about your life. There's a lot of things you could talk about the negative about Roddy Piper, about Steve Austin. They didn't. And, but there was a lot made about Randy Savage that way. And it was, it, it actually, and I know a lot of fans won't, our fans remember this, but there was an entire documentary made on the ultimate warrior with, you know, the destruction of the ultimate warrior, where it was just basically a whole documentary of when he wasn't very, very popular with the company. And then we celebrated him once he was on board with the company. So uh, I was not a fan. And if you're doing a bio, you have to be accurate. And I understand, like, I mean, I've seen very little inaccuracies with um, Dark Side. Again, that's a show about, you know, bad things that have happened in the world of professional wrestling. But when you're celebrating someone's life and career, don't know if you want to pick certain people that, you know, that you're kind of were feuding with for a long, long time. Especially when you look at the bios now that there's been three. Uh, when you, when the Stone Cold documentary and the Rowdy Roddy Piper documentary, it just stuck really with their wrestling career. It didn't really venture too much out with personal issues or things that happened outside the ring. You know, like just maybe just a tinge. But for the most part, it really focused, which I really liked, just on how they got into pro wrestling, the road of, you know, developing their personality and character and about their Hall of Fame careers, which both of them enjoyed. Completely the opposite 
when it came to Randy Macho Man Savage. That was a national, you know, inquirer type tabloid bullshit documentary. I mean, it was not classy at all. And you're right, the inaccuracies, inaccuracies from the own people. Like, you have Vince McMahon saying, like, yeah, he was extremely possessive of Elizabeth. But then, and the next time they talk, they're talking to him, he's like, well, what we do here with the companies, we, we, we make it larger than life. We ex- extenuate things. Like, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. You know, Hulk Hogan saying, well, you know, Randy Savage or Ricky Steamboat wasn't trying to upstage the main event. And then you got Rick, uh, Ricky Steamboat saying, hey, we're trying to upstage the main event. Like, there were so many inaccuracies. Timeline inaccuracies, Tommy. Big time. Like, they were, t- they were talking about his rap album and how he put out that rap album in the feud with Hogan trying to trying to destroy Hulk Hogan. That rap album came out years after he had retired and WCW was done. And then Lanny Poffo saying, you know, Randy Savage thought it was uh, you know, gonna be a fifty million uh seller and it only sold fifty thousand copies. Come on. There's been articles about how randy savage said like i'm not a rapper i i can't sing i'm not a musician and he and people said hey try and have fun with it and he tried to have fun with it like i mean i i was really upset watching that documentary this past sunday i agree and it wasn't uh they're just there was little little weird things in there like you said there was inaccuracies and that's why there's you know two sides to every story and the truth but on this side you can't hear the other person's story because that person's no longer with us and uh, i would have if i'm directing these things i'm talking more about the person's career and sprinkling in yes the 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 behind the scenes stuff when when i mean behind the scenes like okay he's going through a divorce uh, all that stuff. And, and I know they were in a, a big time public relationship, but here you have one person saying, well, Elizabeth was the love of his life. And then you have the next person saying he married, he remarried and hooked up with his first ever girlfriend. And she was the love of his life. Nobody knows who the love of your life is unless you're asking that person. Yeah. And it's just the gross, gross inadequacies in stories as well as picking of who you're going to get to talk about isn't the best. Not a good choice. Uh, and listen, yeah, and I and listen. I like, I love Peter Rosenberg. I love Dan Soder. Both those guys have been on the show many, many times, and I like that you have somebody that's like a media person and somebody who's an entertainer and can be that. That was fine. The other people, some of the other people they had. I mean, Bubba the Love Sponge, really, Tommy. Bubba the Love Sponge you have as one of your key speakers in a documentary for Randy Macho Man Savage? Well, I mean, I know they were friends, and I know then they also had ever they had this big falling out, which you can talk about like, hey, this is how much heat these two guys had, but like also just telling like different stories or, you know, uh, I also you know the whole Bubba the Love Sponge and Hulk Hogan dynamic would what happened with all that. It's just weird. It was just not. I don't want to say it became a WWE product. I just want to say because I thought so far they've been very very fair. Uh, especially same with the icons. The icons have been awesome that yeah. they've done. I just felt this was not the best representation of a professional wrestler that was truly loved by his fans. 
and also too, Tommy, and, and I know we're kind of diving in a little bit deep, but if we're gonna if we're gonna vent, I'm gonna vent, and I'm gonna vent with the nation, and I want to get their take as well. They completely shit on his WCW run, like they they it, it was almost like after that Savage Steamboat match at WrestleMania three three that that started the decline of Savage's career, which couldn't be further away from the truth. They didn't talk about any of his reigns as world champion. I mean, and in WCW. Just, you know, just throwing this out there. This is from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. 1997 feud of the year is the feud he had with Diamond Dallas Page. Didn't talk anything about about that at all. Uh, that, that really, really bothered me. And then also, too, you look at some of the moments that he was a part of with WCW. I mean, he was comeback wrestler of the year in 1995. Didn't talk about any of those things. They, 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 they basically said his WCW career was shit and that he was on steroids. But he was part of some of the best feuds, some of the get best comeback, and some of the best moments when he was a part of WCW. Correct. And you could go to a, gra- a gas station or a convenience store right now and you'll see his head there with uh, the Slim Jim. You see him, yep. I see him everywhere. But uh, yeah, man, they didn't. They they glossed over um, the mega powers. Uh, yep. I mean, you could talk about they glossed over the snake. If can you I imagine? I showed that to my daughter in just a clip, and she was like, "And this is you know, my daughter's seventeen, and she's like, wait, somebody let a real snake bite them? Could you imagine? You know, showing that to like an audience today, and be like, wait, this is wrestling. This is real." Yes, it's very, very real. Why you did that? Because you were so immersed in your character or you so wanted to get uh, asses in seats. They had Jake there. They barely talked about the snake. They barely talked about the mega powers. That whole build up to the mega powers. I know. With that initial handshake. And then the whole build up to the, the split was friggin' money. And then, like you said, too, like his entire world title reigns. And, you know, that match where they say, uh, I agree a hundred percent. Like, because he can never top that great match. He had amazing great matches. That was just in front of the most people. Was given the most time on the show and did the most false finishes with that emotional investment. Yes, a great heel versus a great babyface. But then you become the world champion twice, and because he had that great match, was why he was able to go on and carry the company for you know, being the champion. And you talk about talent. 1988, Tommy, wrestler of the year in 1988. 1988, he was the most popular wrestler of the year. And then in 1989, he was the most hated wrestler of the year. I mean, that tells you the talent of Randy Macho Man Savage. But they made it out in that documentary that he was always in the shadow of Hogan. Well, you know, Hogan wasn't the most popular wrestler of the year in 88. He wasn't the wrestler of the year in 88. That was Randy Macho Man Savage. So I, I thought it was Conrad Thomas came out and, and, and said it was, it was a hit job. Sam Roberts, who's the biggest WWE shill of all time, came out and thought it was a hit job. Lance Storm came out and said it was a hit job. And Dave LaGreca is saying it's a hit job as well. Very, very disappointed in that document. Again, again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a quote unquote WWE product. It was an A and E documentary, but the WWE is involved in those documentaries. And it's amazing how they want 
Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rowdy Roddy Piper perceived and how they want Randy Macho Man Savage perceived. Yeah, man. It was uh, it was everything we've discussed. And it was probably one of them where most fans really were into it. I love seeing all the old footage and they have it. Barely used it. It was just, it was, and if you're going to be on A&E when A&E is supposed to be an outside source, you at least be factual. Come on now. Yeah, you know, facts, the facts weren't all there. The timeline was off. And of course, the second, I mean, Tommy, it's a two-hour documentary and you spent 30 minutes, 30 minutes. So 25% of that documentary was on Gorgeous George and Elizabeth and Lex Luger. Elizabeth and Lex Luger, which that's years after the fact uh, of Randy being uh, involved with Elizabeth. And then Gorgeous George was with Randy Savage for a year. And he spent 20 minutes on Gorgeous George. Are you kidding me? Well, uh, I get it for, and even like Kevin Nash put it great, you know, it, it upped his cool factor. It, uh, she was a short time in the business, but it did make a big splash. I understand the backstory of her and Liz uh, in the sense of kind of like similar where he's, I guess, this over possessiveness because he's in professional wrestling. And they said it as well because there's so many sharks around wanting to scoop up your girl. But it, it's just it doesn't really do much for the career of um, – Randy the Macho Man Savage, who had an amazing career. Amazing and it's career. Just, Some people. You know, I could say it all the time. If you're going to, you can harp on a lot of the negative, and it just seemed like this one was harping on a lot of the negative. But the my biggest thing was the, it wasn't factual. And it was just all over the place. And if you're this pristine network that does biographies all the time, you got to be factual. You got to have, you know, Hey, I'm not going to, I don't want you to interview the person that I had a, a 10 year feud with and all this stuff. It's just, it's so weird. There was, I got one weird thing when I watched the Roddy Piper thing was like the beginning where Roddy Piper's on the phone with Vince and yeah. he's not in hell. He's in heaven. And I was like, why would someone choose to put that in there? My first question was why would Vince choose to wear that tie? But my second question <laughs> is, why would someone do a, a documentary about, okay, this guy. And it was just like, that was just, it was weird. And then the rest of the documentary was amazing. Okay. You're going to have some negative parts of your life, uh, especially with Randy. But uh, even you talk about like the death, we literally saw footage of him. I feel so bad for her family. You know, we also had them talking about it. We also had them saying, well, Hey, when she came to WCW, he was his, her biggest advocate. You could do a you if it's all about Elizabeth, then she should get her own biography. Yeah, it's not about because they were pretty much done with it. And then they, I think it was Bruce Pritchard who said, "Hey, if Randy was done with you, like in, in with the WWE, if he was done even with a person, it was like he was over it." So cool. That's how we should be. Let's go out to Jarrell in DC. What's going on, Jarrell? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? What did you think of the Savage Doc, buddy? Dude, the first few minutes of it, talking about Savage being young from his mother and Lanny and uh, showing all the ICW stuff, which I'd never seen some of it before. I've seen a lot of it on YouTube, but not some of the stuff they showed. 
I think that was awesome. All right. Mm-hmm. But the it breakup was. of the timeline and all the other stuff and the last part with Hogan and, and that fat shit bubble, the love sponge, that was horse shit. And to horse the, shit. And to the bullshit WWE superfan actor that did the Randy Savage documentary, I mean, excuse me, the Randy Savage impression, you know, making fun of him hitting a tree, talking about that's what Randy would have wanted. Fuck you and fuck your face. That is disrespectful. It wasn't right. Yeah, I fucking fuck hated your the last face, half hour of the, I the last half hour of the whole show. I will stick my rod in your face. Yeah. I like your Thank I you. like the cut Thank of your you, jib. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Dig it. Well, Jarrell, I mean, I'm upset. I, I mean, Dan Soder, I love Dan Soder. He's been uh, a guest on this show many, many times. And I'm a I don't fan. think he meant, I don't think he meant that. Yes. He said it. If you guys uh, are vouching for him. I'm, I'm vouching, vouching for, him. for him. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm vouching for I'll him. I'm a big curse. You guys are vouching for him. All right? No, Jarrell. I said stick I your rod in your face. Jarrell, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to, listen, if that's how you feel, Jarrell, you're upset, you're angry. This is, Jarrell, this is what, this is what these asshole fucking executives, these suits, all right? These trained, these trained animals that don't have a, a, that don't have a thought in their brains next to business. This is what they don't understand. This is just, this is just filler in in a schedule to them. But to people like you and me, Jarrell, Randy Savage is a hero. We love Randy Savage. He's a part of our childhood. He was the reason I started watching wrestling at age eight. To me, when I was eight years old in 1989, to me, wrestling meant that cartoons went off. And and I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But seeing Randy Savage on the Brother Love show, you know, in all those crazy outfits, I'm like, I was hooked from that point on. And I'll say this. When Jake the Snake Roberts is one of the classiest people that you have doing the interviews on Randy Savage alongside Rickety Dragon, Steamboat, and Sting. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I mean, why would you? I mean, I understand that, you know, I understand that part of Hogan's meal ticket is being attached to anything Randy Savage. I get that, all right? Because he was a big part of Randy Savage's career. But Bubba the Love, I mean, you guys went and dug up Gorgeous George. I mean, come on. All of that stuff did not need to be put out there. And if they're going to do that, they need to do that for everybody because everybody ha- everybody has everybody has stuff they go through. So if you're gonna if you're gonna dig that deep and pull up trash and rumors and innuendo, if you will, you know you yeah. got to do that for everybody. Uh, Jarrell, I I agree. I agree I agree with that last part, Jarrell. Like if you're gonna do it for one, you're gonna do it for all. Jarrell, now, the big now, test. I will, I, go I ahead, Jarrell. I will say this. I didn't watch the Stone Cold documentary, but did they mention Stone Cold beating up Deborah? On that documentary, um, they, Darrell, they kept it to his career, which I enjoyed. Roddy Piper, which they is, kept which, it to his which, career, which, is great. which so I enjoyed. Why would they go and, the low road on Randy Savage? It's a, their 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 excuse, Darrell, is that it's a different director for each episode. That, that's Bullshit. what they're going to say. But you know what? I agree, Darrell. Darrell, the big test, the big test, Darrell, is going to be that Ultimate Warrior documentary. That's going to okay. be. That's going to be the gauge. That's going to be the gauge. Let's see what that documentary is going to be like for the Ultimate Warrior. Because I Thank think you, you would agree, Jarrell and Tommy. Is there any wrestler that was more hated than by the WWE than the Ultimate Warrior? And then all of a sudden, boom, he's, he's the most loved. 
now now he's Jesus now, you know? Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy now. I mean, thank you guys for letting me get it out. I'm not even a wrestler, but I was blowed up talking to Gabby, you know, because I was so pissed. But thank you guys, and because you guys vouch for him, I'm lifting the curse. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Jarrell. Thank you for that. your passion for wrestling, and thank you for your passion. And I did not vouch for the guy I know David did. I'm with you, Rod to the Face. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Let's get into greatness, and that is Daniel Bryan. And the great match that we saw between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns this past Friday on SmackDown with the stipulation. And now Daniel Bryan is gone from SmackDown, which got people talking. Does that mean he's going to show up on Raw? Does that mean he might possibly show up on NXT? Now, Ed, I know that you have been following the Daniel Bryan story. So Mm -hmm. where are we now, Wednesday morning, when it comes to Daniel Bryan? All right, let me hit the sounder first. Really need a teletype sound effect to go underneath it. You give us three hours, we'll give you the world of pro wrestling. Big news circulating throughout the wrestling world today. What, Tommy? Breaking Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news here. Oh, yeah, the news. This is not yesterday's news. No, this is breaking news. That was a great That's moment. not bad. That was actually pretty right? good. Thank you. Yeah. Green's better. Just let him do his job. Okay, oh, it is. It's the news with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Well, that's going to get old quick. Let me read it in my normal voice. Uh, so the big news circulating today concerning I thought you were going to read Bryan. it in your normal voice. This is my. This is the way I <laughs> oh, speak. Oh, I see. <laughs> Let me let me take the effect off. First reported today. No. Oh, okay. First reported by Fightful Select and now stated by one Dave Meltzer, Daniel Bryan's contract with the WWE has either expired or was set to expire last week. According to Meltzer, the contract expired this past Friday, hence the pseudo loser leaves town style match that Bryan had with Roman Reigns and that WWE is, quote, pushing hard for him to sign a new deal. According to the reports, this does not mean Brian is or wants to leave WWE, but has been vocal in recent time about doing unconventional work with and for WWE. Brian has currently been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com. My best educated guess, Brian Danielson, is in the twilight of his career and has a bucket list of stuff he still has left to do. Uh, and if he has the clout to pull it off, who better than him to make to make it happen? to be the kind of guy who can wrestle for WWE and outside of WWE. But who knows? So, um, interesting news when it comes to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan uh, will be turning 40 uh, at the end of this month. Tommy, not that that means anything. 40 is still young. But you look at the style that Daniel Bryan wrestles in, the career that he's had, the injuries that he's had, that he's now a family man. These are things that you probably have to take into consideration when you look at Daniel Bryan now, Bryan Danielson, at the end of his contract with the WWE. 
Absolutely. And um, number one, you should have asked for a title shot on his birthday. It seems to work for some people. But if uh, for him, listen, man, the world is wide open for him. I'm sure he could come back. I don't know if WWE would give him a relaxed schedule, but I would because he's a proven draw. He's a proven guy who can get anything over. And I would love to keep him in my company. If not, straight up, AEW, he would be as big or bigger. I they feel bigger than John Moxley jumping to AEW and or Christian and New Japan. I mean, here there's a guy who could definitely go and sell out the Tokyo Dome if that's going to happen because Japan is under even further restrictions still. Mm-hmm. So the world, and it's also not like um, he needs the money or with his wife and his family, I'm pretty sure he's set. So um, he is a major, major player. And if I'm WWE, I do everything to try to keep him because he can still go in the ring and he can still give value as a top guy. I mean, he just friggin' main evented WrestleMania and made that storyline better when it was already amazing story. What's that, Ed? One thing I want to add, because WWE has said in recent time that they want to be, or at least be perceived as being more open to working with other organizations, what better way to prove it than by spreading the wealth with Daniel Bryan? Well, I mean... They would never let Daniel Bryan, what, and let's say go to MLW? Never. 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 Gabby brings up a good point. Gabby said that there's speculation, rumor, and innuendo that the Bellas may be coming back to the world of the WWE. If that is true, and I think that would make Daniel Bryan's decision a little bit easier on whether to stay or go, because if his wife is going to be involved with the company, I'm sure he would want to be uh, with his wife and stay with the company too. I also don't know. I mean, there's no live events, so... If you're working, it's literally going to come down to money because you, what do you do? You travel two days a week. Maybe uh, when there's a pay-per-view, it's three. Yeah, but that that could be changing as soon as this summer, though, Tommy. I mean, there's already speculation that they're going to want to do. Listen, we just saw WrestleMania in front of a live crowd. Correct. We may be seeing SummerSlam in front of a live crowd. And then once that happens, listen, a lot has changed even since WrestleMania. As far as things opening up, vaccinations, I, I live in New Jersey. There hasn't been a state in this country that has been more restrictive when it comes to COVID-19 than New Jersey. Th- that That's about to change next week. So I, I look at the end of the summer as a major gauge of where we're going to be as far as this pandemic is concerned. So you get a dates clause. You're good. Yeah. I, listen, I'm just telling you, I do everything in my power to keep Daniel Bryan because if, yes, the world is going to open up and you have, then he's going to make money for somebody else. That's it. Well, there's there's a couple of things to consider, too. You just said it. Daniel Bryan was in the main event at WrestleMania. There's still a story there. But is it with Roman Reigns? Because Roman Reigns just beat Daniel Bryan on national TV. So if you're Daniel Bryan, and you've been there, done that. I mean, Tommy, you would agree the moment at WrestleMania 30 is one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. Top three greatest moments in the history of WrestleMania. Correct. Not Probably not going to be able to top that in the world of the WWE, right? 
No. Okay, can but, I, let me just throw you the, let me just throw you this. Kenny Omega versus Dan, Brian Daniel. Or Daniel uh, Bryan, whatever his name is. All right, let's say all right, that's a great one. Think, think of that. Think of that match. That match can sell. You know, Tony Khan has, you know, we watch every single week where AEW is. I say, hey, you want to uh go across the street there and put that in my football stadium? I think that match would be one hell of a draw. Um, Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan, main event match, AEW, pick the pay-per-view in front of, of a capacity crowd. Check. Daniel Bryan versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP championship in front of, you know, 45,000 fans at the Tokyo Dome. Check. Yep. I mean... Right then and there, those are two ways. And if the world is going to open up, it's like, hmm, what do I need to do as a draw? Again, I'm talking if this is my company. This I own the WWE. God, I wish I owned the WWE. But what I'm saying is that's how I have to look at it. Raws would be better on Monday night. I'll tell you that much if that happened. And then if you look at it the other hand, Daniel Bryan versus Bobby Lashley, the ultimate underdog, one last run against Bobby Lashley. There is not one person who wouldn't think that Daniel Bryan couldn't beat Bobby Lashley. And I know people would, we'd speculate all that stuff, but he can have those type of matches where he can win at any moment. Uh, It's he, listen, he can, he can make his own ticket here. I mean, but I look at the world, like in the WWE, I don't know what more you could do in, in the WWE because he has accomplished so much. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Ultimate WrestleMania moment. Multi-champion. He's done it all. But what he could do outside the WWE now could be even bigger and greater. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. It's Tony time with AEW owner Tony Khan. 
Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Busted Open. Yeah. Ah, back here on Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Tommy Dreamer. Big night tonight on AEW Dynamite on TNT. And again, it is a pay-per-view quality show that we're going to get for free on TNT starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Blood and Guts, AEW Dynamite. And who better to talk about it than owner and president of AEW, the one and only friend of the show, Tony Khan. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here with you guys, as always, on Wednesdays on Busted Open. You like your new intro, first of all. We're trying to get a different one for you. Thank you, my friend. I really like I like Tony, Tony, Tony much better than Khan's Corner. Okay. That was my idea. So we got a winner. Right? Khan's Corner was fun, too. Uh, no. I didn't know it was your idea. That you I could say bad. it's the shits. It's all right. You, could get, you don't get it. It's I get it. I'm older. I, it's all right. That's what I like about Busted Open and AEW is you can just say what you really think. I can, you know, you can just say that word. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and by the way, just as a warning before we get into tonight's show, Blood and Guts, we're gonna, I got to tell you, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but if you haven't, don't watch the Randy Savage uh, documentary from A&E this past Sunday. I have not seen that. Yeah, don't watch I have it. Not I, I've been really busy. I haven't had time uh, to do that. But, oh, you but think? I, I don't know. There was something called the NFL draft this past weekend. Yeah, it was, I mean, there was the NFL draft. And since then, I've been really busy uh, doing work on players at Fulham and, and on staff. And then, uh, you know, we've had a really, 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 really big week here also. And Blood and Guts now is probably the biggest show we've ever done for AEW. Uh, on Dynamite, for me, I know it's the biggest match we've ever done on Dynamite. It's going to be the most heinous savage uh, crazy thing we've ever done i uh am gonna forewarn people this is gonna be crazy this is going to be uh intense and it's gonna be uh, what's the word we're looking for here hardcore i guess tommy <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be really really fun and tonight uh we got a lot of other great matches on the card but the, basically the entire second hour of the show is going to be this blood and guts match or at least allotted to the blood and guts match because as you know uh, you know, this is the original format, double cage, uh, five minutes. You guys can say it. I can't say what it is, but, uh, you, you know, it's going to be five minutes, two minutes, two minutes and so on. And there's a, there's a roof on the double cage and the only way to win is submission or surrender. And as you guys know, uh, and they've called that, uh, the match, Beyond, Beyond <laughs> War Games, the greatest match of all time. You can't say People's it. People's lives will change it. after tonight's AEW's blood and guts. You know, I'm glad Tommy Dreamer doesn't work for me. And so, <laughs> and so in this in this case, I'm glad. And so we've got a, this insane blood and guts match. We got a roof, a double cage, the, the inner circle, the pinnacle, it's going to be one of the craziest matches. I know you guys are hyped for it, and a lot, all the fans are super hyped for it. And uh, it's, you know, perfect way uh, to have this intense rivalry kick off in the ring. And I think, it to me, it, it's uh, going to be a great show. You've got Kenny Omega and Nakazawa taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. You've got QT and Cody settling, you know, a big score there. Uh really kind of the theme of the night, the number one contender four-way tag at the top four teams in AEW where the winners will get a shot at the own bucks next week for the tag title, Dr. Brett Baker in action and so much more, but definitely 
I'm allotting almost the entire second hour of this show awesome. for this blood and guts match. And it's going to be nuts. It's going to be live, and I cannot wait. And for the best way, I guess, to advertise this, where you gave a bit of a disclaimer, it's exactly what it's said to be. It's going to be blood and guts. It's going to be violent. It's going to be bloody. You may, hopefully you don't see anybody's guts, but what I'm saying is you're doing like you always do with AEW. You're advertising exactly what it is. I'm politically incorrect and I'm damn proud of it still. So I can say it, but you're basically telling fans, Hey, as the owner, given a disclaimer, this match is going to be brutal. It's going to be absolutely crazy. And coming from you, that's saying a lot, Tommy. And uh, you know, that's the ultimate, ultimate endorsement of this match. I think, you know, that you're, believing that it's a brutal brutal match and you know you're a big wrestling fan dave you know we're all big wrestling fans i think here on busted open and and all the listeners of this show which is a such a big audience uh that i love coming to you guys every wednesday now and talking about dynamite on the day of the show you know this is a match i think near and dear to a lot of our hearts and we wanted to do this for the fans last year but at the beginning of the pandemic when we didn't have fans around. There was no way to do this. And, uh, you know, tonight we've got our biggest crowd since we closed down for the pandemic. And I'm really, really excited about it. There's going to be over 1,500 people here tonight. And it's going to be really, really great. We've opened it up closer to uh, 40% capacity. And now, wow. uh, you know, I'm planning as we get closer to double or nothing to, to start loosening it up. And I expect to be at full capacity outdoors for double or nothing based on, you know, what a lot of other sports awesome. have done. And I think it's going to be great. Uh, and, and really I'm, I'm just excited to get back to a sense of normalcy. You know, AEW's had a great run through the pandemic. It's crazy how much has happened. There's a lot of our biggest stars have never wrestled in front of the full crowd at hundred percent capacity, which is insane. When you think about how many big people in AEW that applies to, um, Brody Lee, his entire career in AEW was in Daly's place effectively. Um, and which I, you know, I, I appreciate the fans here saw some, some great matches and some of the great matches in his career. And, uh, then at the end of his, at the end of his life, the fans here came together and celebrated his life with us. And so I always really appreciate the Jacksonville fans here. And that's why I'm glad that we are able to give do blood and guts here because these great fans here in Jacksonville have really been, the hometown team for fans all over the world watching AEW. And, uh, you know, I like the virtual fans. I think the virtual fans are awesome, but there's no substitute for the real fans and the excitement of live fans. And we've been able to provide that through the pandemic safely this entire time. And uh, so I'm really excited about that too. So it's going to be a great crowd tonight. I wish you guys were here uh, at the show tonight. I'd be blood and guts everywhere. I should have been a special referee. Why didn't I pitch that to you? Damn it. Um, you could have just flown back from Nashville with me. It would have been easy. You could have gotten on the on the private jet with me and Kenny. Next time, we'll do it. Um, you know, what's I'm just in what you're saying, if you think about it, you know, we've all gone through life-changing events with uh, COVID and everything. But, if you, you know, and I've said this, wrestling never stopped. But if you if you look at the greatness, you have a home. You found your home. You have your ECW arena. You have your world-class sportatorium where you didn't yep. know that before. I remember you just saying, hey, I want to do this because I saw this on a, on a South Park episode. But now you have a home base, which, you know, they always say you can always go home. And once the world opens up and you start touring again, it's going to be even special to everybody when they come back there. 
Thank you, man. I really, I really appreciate that. And, and so, you know, uh, we've got great fans here and great fans all over the world. And, and that, that's why I'm glad that we'd be able to offer great shows here as we kind of close out this run before we start touring again. And when we do start touring again, it's not like we'll forget about Jacksonville, but we're also going to hit, you know, New York and go back to Boston and Philly and Chicago and, and Dallas and Miami and all these other great places that we've been and uh, Charlotte and so many other places. And I can't wait to go back to all those places. And it's going to be sooner than you think we'll be on the road, but I think we're going to still have a great run here in Jacksonville before we go. And I can promise that double or nothing will be a great show. And I can promise tonight on dynamite will be one of the most special things we've done in this run, this blood and guts match. We've been waiting over a year for it. You know, it was supposed to be over a year ago, which is kind of crazy. You know, it's been a long time coming, the blood and guts. And it's, it resulted in, uh, you know, we had to be very creative and go down a new path. And we've found something new and awesome in stadium stampede that we really loved. And that was a great memory, but this blood and guts match has been something people have been anticipating. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, going to wait any longer. I think we'll give it to the fans right now. Tonight will be, I believe the most memorable episode in many ways. And I guarantee, uh, this blood and guts match will get pretty intense Tommy, have you ever, you, you've been in this been format in, of match. I've been in one, uh, that type of match in MLW. Um, and it was brutal. It was fun. It didn't have uh, a cage on the top, but it was, that was the only piece. And I always wanted to do one. And then weirdly I did one on an indie show that had a cage on the top and, uh, it was cool because C.W. Anderson was a... Look, it was the yeah. roof, like the roof on top? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I did two in a year after never doing them. But it is it is so much creativity. It is so much space. And, and I mean, I remember, you know, just what that roof on the cage. I mean, we all remember the the Sid powerbombing uh, Brian Pillman uh, spot where you thought Pillman was done. And, you know, or Arn Anderson or Barry Windham being upside down caught in between the two rings. And I've seen some guys where guys fall in between the, the two rings because you, you forget or you get hit and you knock it. It's a brutal, violent match. It really is. And for me, being in a, in a steel cage, those things hurt. And I don't think fans realize when you're hitting it's science, you're hitting speed into these ropes that are metal cable, but then there's a fence there. I mean, literally go out in your backyard and just run into a fence as hard as you can, but this is a steel reinforced uh, fence and there's poles and there's screws. I got cut from a screw that was sticking out. You never know what's going to happen in a match like this. And that's why, you know, Hey, uh, guys sign up for it it's it's going to be for a great feud and i recommend everybody check out that pre, the prequel or the preview that you did to blood and guts on uh the aew dark it was brilliant it gave me goosebumps why because you also have tully blanchard talking about who's been in matches like this i also yeah. think you should have arn anderson start the match just tell him he's going to do it he'll just like freak out <laughs> Well, Arn will be uh will be in cody's corner tonight i know so arn is on show for no reason yes Arn is a part of the show tonight too. Totally be a big part of the show. And so a lot of people who've been involved in the match or in the company, you know, it's crazy. Uh, Arn and Sting and Dustin Rhodes 
all participated in one of these matches here in Jacksonville, literally right across our parking lot. One of the best matches ever sting squadron against the dangerous Alliance. And uh, here we are. And it's almost 30 years later, it's 29 years later. And we're right across the street in a venue daily's place that did not even exist yet. Would not ground would not be broken on for almost 25, 25 more years. And uh, here we are. And those guys are still a part of AEW I mean, Sting and Dustin still active members of the roster, very active members of the roster. And it's really, really cool uh, to be able to do this on, on TNT of all places to bring this blood and guts match, you know, that's been so talked about for years and bring it back the way it's really supposed to be done. And it's something that we really wanted to do from the beginning. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. And I, I hope we can live up to the expectations because I know there's a lot of expectations and, and deservedly so because the matches Tommy's talking about are some of the most memorable, some of the most brutal matches ever. And, you know, I think it's very fitting that Chris Jericho and the inner circle and MJF and the pinnacle with, with Tully Blanchard of all people are the ones participating, the ones fight, the ones fighting in this blood and guts because it's like, those are some of the most important people in AEW. And when you think back on these matches, these rivalries, you've got, you know, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen against, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff and the Road Warriors, or uh, Sting with Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Ricky Steamboat and Nikita Koloff. So really, uh, some, some really important names. And you mentioned Brian Pillman Sr. earlier, Tommy, somebody who's really near and dear to us, Brian Pillman Jr., is also going to be wrestling on the show tonight. And I, I think that's very cool too. You mentioned it's one of the most memorable matches matches of this kind is when Sid knocked out Brian Pillman, power bombed him and hit his head on the roof on, on the way up and then power bombed him on his head on the way down. And Brian Pillman Jr. now is going to be competing and wearing his dad's trunks, which will be wow. very awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, it's well, going to be a great picture. I'm predicting the acclaimed is going to come out victorious tonight on AEW Dynamite. I, I, that would be, I will promise you one thing tonight on AEW Dynamite. I have heard Max Caster's rap. It is my <laughs> yes. favorite one yet. Nice. And it's so great. I, Max and Anthony have something very, very special going. I would love it if the acclaimed won. They may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm very proud of them. And the only thing I would not love is that it would be the last match of SCU's career as a tag team. And they've had a great run. Daniels and Kazarian, two, two greats, two of the greats here in AEW, two great champions here, but also two great uh, wrestlers all over. They've had great careers in ring of honor impact and so many companies. And I think that, you know, it would be terrible if this was their last match as a team, but it would also be a very fitting show for those guys to go out on. So uh, I think, you know, it, it's going to be boomer bust for those guys because uh, this could be the end or next week, they, you know, whoever wins this is going to be in position to challenge for the tag titles. I think the acclaimed would be great challengers. The Pillman and Griff, the blondes would be great challengers. I definitely think the Jurassic Express, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, who are on the best run long-term of anybody and are one of the top-ranked teams here, they'd be great. And SCU would also be great. But I, I agree with you, Dave, about the acclaimed, and I'm really glad you like what Max and Anthony are doing. And I know you're, you may be biased because Max is a serious guy also. 
Yes, he was. And Anthony, I've been following his career almost since he was training. So I'm a big fan of both those guys. Uh, one thing I was Max, a big fan Max of. Is not gonna, I promise he's not going to hold anything back tonight, Dave. Max is not going to hold anything back tonight on Dynamite. And I he's pushing it, the TNT sensors, uh, to the limit. But tonight I is a hardcore <laughs> show. So <All> right. <laughs> I love this kid. Good for he's, you. Uh, Good for he you. definitely is a star. He should uh, yep. channel his Randy Savage rap skills because we were just playing that before uh, we came on the Big era. fan of Randy's uh, rap rap album. Um, Bully and I talked about this last week and talking about being a big fan. I was a big fan of last week's show, in particular, the segment with the Pinnacle. And I love the fact that you heard from Sean Spears. I love the fact that you heard from FTR because the focus has been MJF and Chris Jericho, but it was good to hear from everybody from both those teams last week. Well, when you hear, you know, uh, a, a horseman say interview, there was going to be a lot of Ric Flair, yep. but you're going to hear a lot of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard and JJ Dillon too. And I think that's like what we saw last week. And you, you know, that's really important too. And same with these guys. And that's the standard they're holding themselves to. And I believe that's the standard they're going to try and achieve tonight, which is the highest standard. And I say that not lightly, you know, as somebody who works with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard on a daily basis and somebody who considers Ric Flair, one of his closest friends, I would, I do not say that lightly. These guys are going to work their asses off. And that is the gold standard that, you know, we're all trying to live up to. Hell yeah. I mean, you look at the, you, you've listed the people who've done it in the past and now you mm -hmm. have the future and you look at the two teams, they are elite athletes, guys in their prime that are willing to go out there and lay it all out there physical for, for what, for the fans and for their pride. This is the biggest match that a lot of these guys will ever be in. Think of MJF. If MJF beats Jericho, he's the top dog in the company. And that's something that Jericho, I know, holds near and dear to his heart because, you know, a big part of AEW was because of Jericho. And this is this is the future. This is this is literally everything it's advertised to be. And the buildup has been friggin phenomenal up until yes. even the artwork on social media. I marked out huge for because I was like, this is the exact artwork that I saw years ago. It was beautiful. People uh, do an amazing job. We have a great staff, great production staff, and great graphics people, and you know they do an awesome job on that stuff. And um, I was uh, up there while they were working on that. I we have an office near your office, Tommy. So I was uh, visiting you guys in Nashville, and also see, watching while they worked on that stuff. And it's some of the best artwork we've ever done. And it's very fitting because tonight on TNT is definitely one of the most exciting shows we've ever done. So I, you know, I, I think there could be a decent walk up too. So I'm hoping we can uh, push a few more tickets tonight too here. But I, I do expect, you know, like I said, the biggest crowd of fans tonight on TNT that we've had for any AEW show in over a year since the pand since the beginning of the pandemic, which is really awesome. And I know the wrestling fans are starved for that. And on TV, you haven't seen anything quite like that. You know, we've had great crowds. This will be by far the biggest one we've had since the pandemic began. And like I said, virtual fans are great. And I think that's, that's a great way to go. But the best thing is live fans that you can't beat it. It's the greatest thing in the world. And Absolutely. we have that tonight. And we also have one of our, our best shows. I, I think uh, you guys mentioned Arn Anderson and the Cody and QT. Yes. Feud. You know, it's funny. 
I've seen people say like, you know, tweets and stuff about how like QT is not a big draw. The six man tag did a really good number and QT versus Billy did a really good number. So I think people just like make up narratives. Like, and a lot of times people look at the quarter hours and there's like, if there's a commercial in a quarter hour, especially if, if you get caught in a quarter hour where like the, the commercials bookend the quarter, it can be very deceiving. And it's really about like the, the match itself. So when you, the minute by minutes tell you a lot more than the quarter hours. And he, he's actually, since this heel turn done pretty well. So I expect they'll do well. And it's a, a very important match. We put a lot into it and Q, QT and the factory uh, have been really impressive. And, you know, with Cody being put out of action, I think people will be really excited to see Cody in a singles match and uh, you know, see if he's healthy and uh, see, you know, if QT can back up all this talk and QT is a great wrestler. Uh, it's, you know, people can make fun of him and he's a goofball or he's Cody's friend or whatever. But I think that's exactly why he's so eager to go out and prove that he's a great wrestler. And even some of the biggest critics of, you know, what we do would say that QT is a great wrestler. And I think that we have to, you know, take every, uh, every challenge seriously. So I, I, you know, I believe, Cody's going to be put to the test tonight. I think uh, QT is probably one of the most improved wrestlers um, that I've seen throughout AEW's evolution. Um, the guy went from exactly what you said, Cody's friend, to on the verge again. And if he beats Cody, will be a, a bona fide superstar. He's doing everything in the ring, his bumping, his moveset. Now that he's got a bit of an attitude, all that helps. And then he's aligned himself with some real premier athletes. So, uh, yeah, I expect to see uh, some cool things from QT. But definitely in-ring, improved 1,000%. Yeah, I agree. It's and, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, anytime you see Moxley and Eddie Kingston as a tag team, John Moxley yeah. and Eddie Kingston have, you know, buddy cop movie charisma. <laughs> and they are uh, magnetic. And I'm really excited about that also. And I think for them to have their chance to get their hands on Kenny Omega, I think is really big. And, you know, Kenny Omega and the Umbucks have been a thorn in those guys' sides, I guess you could say. And really, uh, Moxley and Kingston, I'm so grateful for both of them. And I'm very excited about that also. I think Matt and Nick, since the heel turn, the Umbucks have been one of the most important parts of our company. I'm not surprised. And, have really been looking forward to that for a long time, to be honest with you. I think the Young Bucks are one of my favorite heel tag teams of all time. I probably like the Young Bucks and the Midnight Express are the two favorites, which is, you know, ironic given, <laughs> given all everything. But uh, the Young Bucks, to me, having watched their run in Japan with Kenny Omega as heels, it's some of my favorite stuff ever in wrestling. And now to have them better than ever, this version of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega after all, the equity they've built on American television and worldwide television on dynamite over the last couple of years, establishing themselves, you know, Kenny for well, you know, well over a year as a baby face. And then uh, this great turn he had, and then for Matt and Nick to, to jump the fence also. And, and they are so hateable, Matt and Nick, they are just the <laughs> They're biggest. Easy to hate. The, They're easy to hate. They are. I'm, They're really easy. I'm, to hate. 
I'm really looking forward to Blood and Guts tonight. I hope if there's any Nation members in the area, there's still tickets available for tonight. I'm saying it right now, Tommy. Sure. I don't know what's going on with AEW. I don't know what's going on with SiriusXM. I will find my way to Jacksonville, Florida for double or nothing, so I hope the Nation comes with me. I'm asking the Nation to come with me because I owe it because I wasn't able to go to the last show, so I'm definitely going uh, to to double or nothing. So. I'm gonna make I'm going to make it official right here for everybody else on busted open because like, i really appreciate this audience and this forum you guys give me it's we're gonna make a whole weekend out of it we will be uh live on friday we will be live on tnt on friday we will be doing something for the fans on saturday a fan fest wow. and we will and that will be great and then sunday will be double or nothing which will be our first full capacity pay-per-view that we've done since revolution in chicago which was my favorite thing we've ever done i got ideas we do it live busted open there on that friday we could do a live panel there saturday and maybe when tony was talking about that intermission thing maybe we have a little tommy dreamer dave lagreca live I'm busted going. open hosted i'm going okay hey, you had me until the last one i don't know but, but the friday and saturday part i really like and on sunday wow. you guys should definitely do something but I don't know if I'm going to do the intermission because I've gotten really mixed. I think what I'll, I think there's, I think I'm going to put a long, I might do long packages in the show and maybe give a timer to when we're back and, and stuff, but I think have it, but I don't think it's going to be like a big break in the show either. I think those packages are a big part of the show too. So, um, but I love the idea of you coming down and doing the panels on Saturday. And I love the idea of you guys coming down on Friday and doing something. So I really hope you guys do it, and I hope all no, the fans I'm, I'm come too. Either as either, hopefully, if not, I'm going down as a fan just to hang out with the nation. We'll party. They came out to see my get my ass kicked this past weekend, so it would be a much better atmosphere for me in Jacksonville for double or nothing. That was got, brutal. You okay, Tony? I got my ass kicked for oh, wearing a Britt Baker that. t just for wearing a Britt Baker t shirt. Why, Tommy? Well, I saw you got the t shirt ripped off you. Well, I ripped off the Thunder Roses t-shirt to expose the Britt Baker t-shirt. She took exception to that and just completely kicked my ass for 11 minutes. She chopped you pretty hard. I still got the scars, my friend. I'm like, I'm like really, really hurting. But it's okay. I did it for you and for Britt Baker. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.